I speak to you, name, to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Episcopalians usually like the preacher to preach 10 to 12 minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to take a risk. So forgive me if I preach a little bit over 12 minutes. So please be with me. This was not planned, but then I read and heard second time. I read it during the week, but second time, the collect appointed for today, especially the words that God revealed his glory upon the holy mountain. Grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. It reminds me, where I serve today, I've served as a priest for 44 years, but in the Episcopal Church, in different parishes for 37 years. But now, for the last four years, I've been serving in South Sudan. When I go on Sundays in May and June, I will be preaching at St. Andrew's Cathedral every Sunday in both South Sudan. And there will be a couple of thousand people and Many of them, maybe 2,000 or 3,000, will be holding in their hands wooden crosses. And one of the songs almost every Sunday they sing, as we hear in this, you know, a colic, you know, that strengthened to bear our cross. This church, which was challenged by the Islamic government of Sudan to give up the name of Jesus and the seal of the Diocese of South Sudan, Bo Diocese says, Bo, wo, yo, Christo gum, we believe in the name of Jesus Christ. And when I go and preach, and they will sing almost every Sunday, holding these wooden crosses in their hands, thousands of them, and they'll sing, We have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me. The world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. This is the last Sunday of the season of Epiphany. So I pray as from Ash Wednesday next week, as we enter into the season of Lent, that the season of Lent, the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ may strengthen us to bear and behold the cross of Jesus Christ. The story of transfiguration, metamorphosis of Jesus is one of the most difficult in the New Testament. It has the form of historical narrative, but its content is so outwardly that it's hard for us to accept its historicity. There is an incomparable moment happened earlier when Jesus stood in the Jordan River and was baptized by John the Baptist. Whether we admit it or not, even those of us who think ourselves especially open to mystery feels uneasy. 
uneasy in the presence of texts like this. When Jesus baptized, immediately went up the water and behold, the heavens opened. That's what we learn in the gospel and were open to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him and behold, a voice from heaven said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Another fact to note down is that the transfiguration happened six days after Peter, the head of the pack of the twelve, said and stated to Jesus uh, chapter before the appointed gospel. Today is chapter 17. And in chapter 16, verse 16, we read that Peter, this is the confession of Peter, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And now, Jesus invited, after this confession, Peter, James, and John to accompany him to the top of the mountain top. This seems to be Jesus' inner circle of his closest companions. They were with him in the Garden of Gethsemane right before his arrest, Matthew chapter 26. They accompanied him when he raised the daughter of the ruler of synagogue. We read it in Mark chapter 5. Here in the appointed gospel reading today, Jesus took the three to a place where no one else would be present so they could be alone for this unique experience. Here, in their presence, the transfiguration of Christ happens. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. In the Gospel of Luke, we read that the appearance of his face was altered, altered, and his clothing became dazzling white. In Mark, it says... His clothes became radiant, intensely white, as none on earth could bleach them. These descriptions of Jesus are similar to the biblical description of other heavenly beings who appear to people. In the Old Testament, we read of God clothing himself in Psalm 104, we read, verse 1 to 2, O Lord my God, you are very great. You know the same kind of language sometimes we hear when there is a terrorism, there is a violence in the Islamic world. They say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. It is the same word that, O Lord my God, you are very great. Allahu Akbar, you are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment. But Arthur, Trojan explains, and I quote, the visual transformation is not so much a physical alteration as an added dimension of glory. It is the same Jesus 
But now with an awesome brightness like the sun and like light, or one might better say with the dullness of earthly conditions temporarily stripped away so that the true nature of God's beloved Son can for once be seen, be manifested. That is the epiphany. So that, what is this story trying to convey us in the appointed lessons this morning? It is trying to convey a Christophany. Christophany, which is a manifestation of Jesus as the Messiah. A question that Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German theologian, asked. He asked famously, who is Jesus Christ for us today? He was asking to the German church when they were under the tyranny of Hitler. Who is Jesus Christ for us today? The question that Jesus himself put to his disciples, who do you say that I am? In order for us to understand who Jesus Christ is for us today, we would also look at another sacred text appointed for this Sunday. There are two mountaintop experiences mentioned in the book of Exodus, which is the appointed lesson for us in the Old Testament chapter, Exodus chapter 24, and the Gospel of Matthew chapter 17. Moses, Moses, the new, the, the, the old lawgiver is called by God to go on the Mount Sinai and wait. In this account, we learn that the cloud, cloud is always in the Old Testament, is about the presence of God, the Yahweh of Israel. Moses is called by God to go up on Mount Sinai. In this account, we learn that the cloud, the glory of the Lord, descends on the mountain for six days. It is not until the seventh day that God calls to Moses a servant out of the cloud, and he remains in the mountain then now for the next 40 days. 40 years is a generation, and the 40 days can suggest that the time Moses spends on the mountain represents the start of a new generation or era in the life of Israel. Did Moses, the question we can ask this morning, did Moses really need to have the mountaintop experience to bolster his own confidence and his faith? We know, as we read the scripture, Moses, after all, has been in continuing conversation with God since the moment of his call. The famous call is right at the burning bush. The mountaintop exchanges with God are meant for the people of Israel. 
So God pulls, pulls out all the stops, thunder and lightning, trumpets blaring, just like this morning during the hymn, trumpets blaring, fire blazing, and thick clouds bellowing. God's loving communication assures them that uh, I am who I am. Similarly, Mo, like Moses, Jesus does not need his encounter with God on the mountain top to enter into conversation to have a dialogue with the Father. Notice here that God pulls out again all the stops, the dazzling, the dazzling white robes of Jesus, his face shining like the sun, the appearance of Moses and Elijah, Moses, the old lawgiver, Jesus, the new lawgiver, Elijah, the preparer before the coming of the Messiah. The transfiguration of Jesus is meant entirely for the immediate benefit of Peter, James, and John so that they may at least begin to understand the seamless relationship of Jesus with the Father and the unlimited power behind it. We also note two striking differences in these two stories in the exodus story god's face is hidden from moses in matthew in the reading today in the transfiguration there is a stunning revelation epiphany that god is incarnate in the person of jesus the christ and his location is in and with jesus this is my beloved son. That's the attestation. Comes right from the heaven. This is my beloved son. The beloved with him. I am the Yahweh. The creator God of heaven and earth. The redeemer and liberator of Israel. With him I am. Yahweh I am. Well please listen. St. Luke's and me and us all, listen to him. Pay attention. Be attentive. While the purpose of and mission of God may not have changed from the time of the Exodus to the time of Jesus, the presence of God in Jesus is the epiphany of all epiphanies. God is no longer hidden in a cloud, but mediated in the person of Jesus the Christ. Now, we see God face to face. That is the Christophany manifestation that these three disciples experienced. And through their testimony, we come to know who Jesus is. St. Peter, in the second letter, the appointed epistle reading, testifies to it, and I quote, what had been I 
witnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice was conveyed to him by the majestic glory saying, This is my Son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This moment of transfiguration affirms to us about Jesus' divinity and invites us invites us to live in the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. That's what St. Paul writes to the church, 2 Corinthians, to the church in Corinth. At that light, as that light shines in our hearts, the incarnate God is made real in the everyday. He's not a myth. He's not in the past. It's not something we just celebrate. But he's saying Jesus is real. He is risen. He's present every time two or three and us all gather. Yes, he becomes real to us in the time of chaos to come. He becomes real in the time of loss, fear, and especially for the persecuted communities, as I mentioned, where I serve in Sudan and other places. Sometimes I visit Christians in Pakistan, Afghanistan, Sudan, and Iran. Christians in those countries face this challenge every day. How can they continue to profess their faith in such darkness, such darkness of the oppressive powers of Islam. These disciples of Jesus continue to walk in the light of God only in places that are hostile to the light of the gospel of Christ and lift high the cross. We have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Just recently there have been some Situations where Pakistani Christians have been persecuted. And I called a priest this week and he told me, and I have noted down the thoughts he shared with me and I shared with you. He told me, once we experience the glory of the light of Christ, it is not possible for us to leave him and go back in the darkness. In the face of persecution, we do not water down the truth of the gospel. We pray for those who persecute us as Jesus did from the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not. There is no other name, he said to me this week. There is no other name by which we must be saved. Jesus Christ has been exalted above every other name. We long for the time when every knee shall bow to him and every tongue shall confess him as Lord. What an epiphany amid suffering and persecution and hardships and to behold the glory to stand 
under the cross of Jesus Christ to receive their saving grace. The experience on the mountain was the way for God to prepare a human band of companions for the sacred journey to offer something to hold unto when Peter, James, and John came down in the valley. My brothers and sisters, Jesus has called to be missional people to live our faith as the light of Christ in the valley. We gather here for a purpose. This is not just uttering and muttering and mechanical thing we Episcopalians do. This is real. This is real. Jesus Christ is risen Lord. And we, as Easter people, we raise during the Easter season our shouts of joy. Hallelujah! Christ is risen. And you say, Hallelujah! He is risen indeed. So when you come this morning at the altar, you know, spreading your hands to receive the bread. This is not a mechanical thing. We do. Jesus is real. He is risen. He is present in this sacrament. Come with expectation to meet our Lord. Receive the power dynamos from on high he offers to his church be renewed be empowered be blessed go out into the world to proclaim jesus christ is my lord he is risen he is real he is with us and he is there to bless us and through us the world in the name of the father the son and of the holy spirit amen